Good evening, Facebook friends. It's great to be with you at the end of the week. And we are talking this time about a sharing culture. That's where we're heading. Uh, some good stuff about inclusion. And where did we get there? How did we get to this point? Well, we're studying the book Leaderships by John C. Maxwell, the number one leadership and management expert in the world. So, and the subject we're talking about this time, well, and my name is Bravel Dodd, and I'm in Jacksonville, Florida, and it is always a great opportunity to share with you. Now we're taking an, an angle from what we talked about being a, uh, creating a team of diversity, and we talked about inclusion, failure to uh, include everyone, and now we want to take and emphasize diversity and inclusion. And on that note, we're talking about creating a culture of sharing. This is the one that said about uh, millennials. It said, if you're a millennial, you're probably saying amen when we talk about that. If you're a boomer or a Gen Xer, you're likely supportive of creating an environment that's diverse and inclusive, but you aren't sure what to do with these different ways of thinking and alternative perspectives. So, that's where we get these three suggestions. And the first one is create a culture of sharing. You see, what it said was, no matter how diverse a workplace is, teams will embrace creativity, will not embrace creativity, unless the culture's conducive to interacting and sharing of knowledge and I can I can uh, attest to that because it's amazing uh, I went back to the company I used to be at and now I'm on a very very inclusive and uh, creative team where everyone is sharing and everyone it's almost like vital you have to because the, the information we're dealing with and the team is so uh, new that we put together, everyone has a lot of experience. But then we had to create processes to get the work done, uh, consistent processes, because what happens a lot of times on teams is people learn to do things a certain way individually, which causes uh, non-inclusiveness. But what they have done and what I'm excited about is they create a collective so like Wikipedia or set of processes and instructions, which gives room for diversity in terms of the way you approach the work, but, but definite processes to make sure we have a consistent message with every step that we send stuff out. Example, if I want to send a note requesting a certain type of information, there are templates that everyone uses the same template so that the message is consistent whether I was there for the last month or two days. The way I send my message out is consistent with what they're used to seeing uh, going out for my staff. So being able to share and then if there's a problem, everyone is sharing to find the best solution as opposed to just winging it or guessing your way through. There is no room for guessing and winging, particularly when you're in organizations where it's very important to have a consistent message because 
as you may not know, even on online, if your message is inconsistent, people aren't going to listen that long. They're going to say, wait a minute, yesterday he said this, today he's saying this. This guy is totally confused. I can't listen to him. He doesn't know what he's saying. <laughs> so that's why it's important. That's why I talk about living into your passion. That's the message. And being and realizing that you've got everything that you need to succeed is inside you. And I'm here to help you find that and find your confidence and get out of the grandstands and into the arena, which is where life is lived. Life is lived by doing. Not by observation. So many times the gap between success is uh, paved with the gap between knowing and doing. We need to be people of action. It's only on a moving bike that you stay balanced. It's only when you're moving that you succeed. All right, let me get off my high horse. So it says it requires de-emphasizing. So what it requires in order to share a de-emphasis on titles, positions, and roles. It means inviting people to speak up, and it means giving people opportunity to lead before they have the official role. And I saw that happening. People were being given roles uh, and leading, and then finally they would be being given the actual titles of what they were actually doing. But they were given the opportunity to lead early. That's empowerment. One of the greatest things in leadership is, is not just giving people positions, but giving them the authority to act in those positions by empowering them and supporting them in the way that they, uh, they, that they lead. And if you didn't trust them, then, then you wouldn't put them in that position. That's also the opposite of micromanage. That's why... You have great leaders that give people the ability to be creative in getting the job done. Give them the objective and what we're trying to accomplish. But don't tell them how to do it. Just stand there and watch and see how they, uh, how creative they can be. Not just on your mind. Because you, remember, we're all different and we're all full of great ideas because we were made from the same creator. So, your idea may be better than my idea, and that's perfectly fine as long as we achieve the objectives and we're doing things moral and sound and we're not violating any laws. You may have a better idea than I do, which is great. That's the joy of a great organization, and you don't find that. You may find it in pockets within companies, but I don't think overall a lot of companies actually have that great creativity going on because they don't, they're afraid to let loose the reins, set the direction, the leader sets the direction and the vision and lets the people get it done and then praise them for their accomplishments. That's the sign of good leadership. Not doing the job, uh, giving people authority and then having them have to come to you every time they have to make a decision. It's ludicrous. Set the direction, and as long as they're heading in that direction, they're doing things ethically, and they're not violating any laws, let them go. They may have a different approach because of their environment, the way they grew up, the things that they did and experienced in their lives. There's a lot of talent out there, and a lot of times people miss those type of things. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. I see Kevin Poole there. Appreciate it.
All right, so listen to this. Millennials yearn for self-expression and acceptance of their thoughts and opinions, but compared to older generations, uh, they feel it's unnecessary to downplay their differences in order to get ahead. Millennials are refusing to check their identities at the door. That's just it. Be yourself. That's it. Be yourself in the workplace. Show your integrity. Be your true self. Because we need that in order to grow. We need that in order to, to, to advance or exponentially advance into the companies and the areas that we're in. Because if we stifle that creativity, then why are we there? Why not Why not just put robots in our place? That crea creativity is vital. Vital. So here we are. We're talking about how to leadership to diversity and inclusion. And one of the three things needed for inclusion. And the first item, which we discussed today, is creating a culture of sharing. And that is de-emphasizing titles, positions, and roles. And really just jumping in there and understanding what we're trying to achieve and letting everyone express themselves. I was even in a meeting uh, two days ago where um, one lady had something to say. And uh, the leader, uh, who I'm, I'm kind of interested, uh, shocked that he was until she gave her input. He understood inclusion and, and forced the issue not to let someone stand outside and not give the input. Say, hey, it's a safe environment. Say what's on your mind. Don't hold back because we need your input. It's important. And everyone had to say, me being the newest one there, I even had my say and people listened. So it's important for inclusion if you really interested in making a difference where you are and and you know as i think about that we can even break it down even in families sometimes you've got to listen listen to your children too because remember uh i'm talking about uh teenagers and then going into young adults uh, for some of us who are older and and i say that because remember when you were their age you made mistakes too. As long as they're not killing themselves and it hurts you sometimes, but the greatest lessons sometimes are learned through the pain of our own mistakes. And as long as we're not killing anyone, sometimes we need to let those reins loosen and let them experience life on their own. How else did you get the lessons that you're trying to prevent them from having to go through? It's because... You gave them, uh, they, you, were, you didn't have someone holding you back. So don't hold them back all the time. Give them the opportunity to express themselves and learn those lessons. And then you can come back later in retrospect and have that hot-to-hot -hot conversation. You're like, yeah, I know I should have done it a little bit differently. And they will have a different perspective and a different respect for you. But And, then, and you may hear and you may have heard them say, yeah, I know, but you know, if I had listened to you, I, I would have been resentful. But after having going through it, I now understand. And then they'll be more apt as they grow older to listen to you because they realize that some of the things that you experience is going to save them. Because let's face it, in the end, we want the best for our kids. And when they understand that and totally understand that, that parents want nothing but the best for them. 
then they'll start to listen. But they have to go through some things themselves first because, like, you had to go through what you went through. They've got to live life as long as they continue to live life because, like I always say, we don't want to be observers. We don't want to be in the grandstands. We want to be in the arena of life. Since you want to live life, yes, we're going to take action. Yes, we're going to make mistakes. And yes, the lesson we need to do is to learn that mistakes are necessary, but we must learn from them and move on, but never retreat back into the grandstands. That's my lesson today. It's always a pleasure sharing with you. Shares with others. Karenia. Uh, Karenia. Karenia. I I <laughs> can't pronounce the name. I apologize. I tried. <laughs> but I appreciate you guys listening on. That's my lesson today. And tomorrow we'll talk about broaden your perspective in diversity. I think that's going to be good too. Y'all have a great night. Share this with your friends. And uh, get them to come along and uh, listen in. I'm trying to uh, grow my audience. I'm at 2,500 trying to get to 3,000 people. It would be exciting. And I've got some great things coming up in the next week that I want to share with you. Have a great evening. Always a pleasure.